Previously on AMC's The Walking Dead. Sanctuary for all. Community for all. Welcome to PPNs, The Pulping Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Envy. That was the most dramatic opening I've done so far. <laughs> I like that. It was actually pretty good. I finally got the inflection down. Anyway, uh, we're uh, here to discuss the season finale of season four of The Walking Dead. A. A. Literally the title. E. This is the entire episode is us just doing that over and over again. <laughs> The Walking Dead brought to you by the Fawns. Anyway, so what did you find the uh, season finale? I, I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, I would say on some elements I was really mixed on. Yeah. But overall, I would say it was a well-crafted episode. Like, I can't fault a lot of the problems I had with it really enough to dismantle the episode entirely. What were, uh, what were some of the problems you had with it? Because it might be the same as probably what I had. Um, well, for one thing, I kind of, going into it, I kind of expected that it would be more about Rick and Carl and Michonne than actually what was happening at Terminus, just based off of the preview for the next episode when we watched it last week. Yeah. So I kind of wasn't as disappointed by that, though I could see why someone would be. It was just more of why are they like skirting around the idea of what's happening? Yeah. And like what, what I felt like, uh, the flashbacks were a little odd. I mean, I get what they were trying to do, but something felt, something about them felt odd. Like the placement of them felt odd. Yeah. The flashbacks were kind of a mixed bag. Like some of the dialogue in it was really like, on the nose and hammer over the head with it. And some were a little bit opaque and weren't so much. Yeah. Um, one, the, I think the flashback that I liked the most was the one of Rick in his cell in Herschel waking him up. Yeah. Because that was a really good lead in to what would happen later on in the episode with the watch. And plus it just was a good way of showing the difference between those two characters at that point, because Herschel, was pretty much where Rick eventually became, and Rick was still in his season three mode. Yeah. So it was nice seeing that interplay. And we also can uh, blame Herschel for how Rick was in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Which is fascinating. Like, it, Herschel brought the governor down on himself. But um, it was no, weird. It no, was. Don't joke, man. I'm sorry. It was cool to see Herschel again, though. It was. And but Scott Wilson always, always delivered. delivered. But, it, um, it, uh, it was, it was weird where Rick was concerned, uh, that they could be attacked again, but Herschel was like, no, no, that's fine. Like, wow, that's ironic. I, I think I made the joke to you while we were watching it, like, uh, it's not like some dude's gonna come in and cut my head off or anything. It's, it's, it's good. But, yeah. um, yeah, go another problem I had with it was I felt it was a bit odd to kind of leave the, Carol and Tyrese thing out there and end the season without that ever really acknowledged. 
Yeah, uh, or Beth, which is uh, the one particular Beth thing I had a really big problem with, um, which was Rick asking about Beth, and then Daryl is just, she's gone. Yeah. It reminded me when Michonne showed up to the prison in season three, and they just didn't have her say anything to anybody. It's like, it, it was it was a frustrating piece of dialogue, because Daryl saying, like, somebody kidnapped her doesn't change the rest of the episode any. It's yeah. not like Rick's going to jump up and go like, well, let's abandon Terminus and go look for Beth now. Yeah. Like, it happened it was, like it four was just days too, ago. It was too... It was way too vague and too... Like, it was almost like they knew, okay, they expect us to answer that question, but we're not ready to do it, so we're just going to go this other weird way about it, which... And, and it made Daryl seem, like, unconcerned. Yeah. It was and just poor. a weird... Not unnecessary way to do it. And I think that's kind of honestly really the biggest problem I had, which was the weird decisions that were made and the vagueness of some things. Like the, okay, the biggest thing obviously is the cannibals, is the fact that they're at Terminus. There's some very big clues, but there's never that moment where it's like, holy shit, they're cannibals. Yeah, there's never like Walking Dead of the past would have been a lot more upfront in your face about it, and there's a time to be that way. Like, I can definitely see the argument of that being lazy storytelling or that being like shock value or something, but Walking Dead can do that and make it effective. Like, I felt like they were missing the punch. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I felt about the ending. I, there was it didn't you don't know. You don't know what the you don't feel the stakes because the characters don't know what's going on and you don't see like there's that not that moment of holy shit the, these people are cannibals yeah they're gonna fucking eat us and they're corralling us because they want to eat us and it's yeah, like there's which... there's clues throughout the whole thing including the chase and there's a whole a lot of foreshadowing and stuff but there's not that there needs to be that moment to make that ending impactful and plus. I felt like the ending itself, the one they actually went for with, specifically in Rick's dialogue, Yeah, I felt like that was not a good substitute for what they could have done, yeah. which, of like you said, was just having him, the realization wash over him where, like, all they had to do was really, when he gets into the, the coach and they find, you know, all the other survivors there and they kind of, they meet up and... They're all together. All I really had to do was look back and see a corpse, a half-eaten corpse, and all of that. That would have said it all. Like, I mean, it would be interesting if they. I mean, just come across. You know, I mean, we saw the skeletons lay down the tarp and all that. It's like they, we didn't need to see somebody, you know, picking up a human leg and taking a bite out of it or something. No, I but mean, I don't. I don't think anyone expected that either. Like either way. Yeah, I think there just needed to be. Uh, a blatant clue to really get it across that they're cannibals. Yeah, and the the fact of the matter is, the reason there needed to be a blatant clue was it's the season finale. Yeah. That's the long and short. Like, they could have done the vague thing if it were a penultimate. the penultimate. Yeah. And it it's what it felt like. It felt like the penultimate episode yeah. of something bigger. But the bigger thing is going to be season five instead of... Like the season finale, which honestly, like as good as the season finale was in its other aspects, still doesn't hold a candle to the amazing 
amazing midseason finale. No, uh, this this the midseason finale feels like a season finale. This feels like at at best a midseason finale, but it plays more like a penultimate episode. Saying all that, what I found great and really the strong point of this episode was the entire realization that Rick has been going on an entire separate character arc that is separated from what he's been going through even in the season. Yeah, this was like the culmination of the arc that's been the through arc that's been going on since episode one of the series, which I really like how they just capped it. Yeah. And the visceral way in which Rick finally just lost it. Yeah, that that shit uh, shit got dark. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean, uh, Rick ripped a dude's throat out of his neck with his teeth and then, like... Went crazy Rick on a motherfucker. Yeah. On the most child rapist-looking guy they could have ever gotten. Yeah. Looks like they just... It it was almost over the top in a way, like when he's looking at Carl in the car and he's just, like, licking his lips. Yeah. It was weird. It's like they... It's like if you said, okay, draw a pedophile, and you draw that, and that, and that was the guy. But that was horrifying. Like, wow, they... I, I do have to say, like, Rick couldn't say fucking at the very end, his last line. His last line I want to talk about eventually, too. <clears throat> Just straight out of the comics, but you can't say fucking, but child rape is perfectly acceptable. Implied. Which is even worse, almost. It's good one, FCC. But, but um... um I did feel like, as much as we're talking about the fact that the stakes weren't felt, I love the tensity of this episode. Oh, yeah. I did, I did genuinely love the fact that it was a heart-pounding episode in some in yeah. some spots. Especially since it, it being a season finale, you just expect someone to die. Yeah. And I actually like how they didn't kill anybody, even though it seems to be a lot of people are disappointed by that. But I, you, I think you can get into a rut if you do that. Like, every time there's a finale, a character dies. Yeah, I feel like the only thing I would say to that is maybe the disappointment is rooted in the fact that they kept putting up these posters that said, who will survive? They also had Beth and Carol and Tyrese on some of the posters, so. Yeah, that was that didn't help either. Yeah. I mean, Joe didn't survive. That would have been, that would have been a good... Way to actually hint at it is put a poster out of him. Yeah. I have to say, it, it did feel... <laughs> Just put a poster out of his neck. <laughs> it did feel like like we spent all this time with Daryl and the Claimers, or whatever you want to call them. The Reclaimers, they're from Halo. But And then just to see them show up and be suddenly the most vile human beings on the face of the planet... Where there's suddenly yeah, a child a rapist rush. guy there that we I don't believe we even saw before. It was a little rushed. Yeah, it was, and then and then they're dead. It almost feels like well, what was the Daryl stuff for? Yeah, like I guess it was just to then ha- to get Daryl to Rick and Michonne and Carl then for the last episode. But it it, it does make it, things feel a little bit more like wasted space in that way, which is disappointing because I liked that stuff in the last episode. Yeah, me too. I liked. I liked Joe as a character until he, uh, until this moment, really, in the finale where he approached Rick. Because it's not like I didn't see that moment coming. I just figured it would be more of a build. Yeah. No, I, I like the shock and suddenness of it. I mean, this was pretty much felt like two episodes 
stuck together. And not, and not in a bad way, an actual way that's been better is how the episodes have been so far. Where it's like, you know, if this was an episode, you know, the last episode, the first 30 minutes would have been, you know, stretched out to an hour. Here, you know, this has like a good solid pace to it and things are focused. Yeah. So that's good. And, you know, I, I think really the highlight was the character arc for Rick and, you know, lesser extent Carl and then even Michonne, you know, everything kind of came around. And, you know, Rick, you know, it, it seems weird because the entire character arc for Rick was and how it resolves itself was summed up by Patrick in Eddie Deason himself in a in a flashback where he says he's not ashamed about the fact he plays with Legos. Oh, so how fucking old is that character supposed to be? Jesus Christ. But the fact he accepts, you know, he's not ashamed and accepts who he is. And that's really what the Rick's entire character arc has been about. Yeah. Which is just accepting what is, is, and what he is, is, and not to be... Not to be fighting his own nature. Yeah, and, and even goes against, you know, the idea of the first half of the season, which is you can come back, but it's not, you can you can come back, but you can't go back. Yeah. It seems to be the two sides of the season that culminates in Rick, which is, you can come back from what the horrible things you've done, but just to go forward. And and in the first flashback, you know, it's a bad piece of dialogue, but Urshel sums it up, which is, whatever time it is, is now. Yeah. And it's about Rick needing – Rick is Rick will be whatever he needs to be at that particular time, a, a normal, everyday father to Carl or showing him how to kill people yeah. or ripping a guy's throat out with his fucking teeth and going all medieval <laughs> on his ass or stabbing a guy over and over and over and over again. Or seeing the lady in the white dress and saying, get out of here, you're not wanted <laughs> – and then almost killing Tyrese. He just has to twice. He's done that in the series, by the way. Uh, fucking white people. I, I do have to say that looking back now that we've seen the entirety of season four, I love the fact that an arc was there. Yeah, a like very for, for, clear arc. Yeah, an arc that was there for the beginning that fit for all the characters in a way that didn't feel contrived. And, you know, it, 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 they, and came together, together in a way where you could look at, like, this was A, this was B, and this was C, and this is how it ended. Yeah. Now, when you look back at, like, the arc that was kind of, that was in season two, it was floaty and, like, yeah. it, it had an ending, but. But really, it was like, that arc didn't so much live with every character, it just kind of lived with Rick and Shane. Yeah, which is why everybody else was just around. And it's like, Season three's arc was kind of like that, but at the same time, it was it had opposing arcs too, so it was kind of convoluted in that way. Yeah, and it was still mainly just about Rick. Yeah, and this one feels like an ensemble season. Yeah, this is you know, Walking Dead's an ensemble show. This is the this season really is altogether the first time where it's like I am okay with. Rick not being in every episode. Yeah. Like, you can have, you know, three episodes like you couldn't have just done the that. governor. You couldn't have done that in season one. No. Because Rick was the crux of everything that really happened in season one. But I feel like going forward, the show really kind of embraced its own nature as a character piece. Yeah. Just as, you know, just as Rick embraced himself as Rick. Like, there's no more... 
it's almost kind of meta in a yeah, way. It is. And, you know, it's the end of is he a leader, is he not Rick? Like, you yeah, know, it's, it's weird because, like, it's sort of like it's his Magneto moment where at the end of first class, Magneto, you know, steps into the cell and you just realize he's fully formed as the character. The end of this episode, it was almost like Rick was saying, I'm comic book Rick now. <laughs> that is really true, actually. I didn't think about it like that. And you use X-Men First Class and Magneto to tell me. <laughs> so it works. Yeah. You know, and it was like, you know, it, Rick had to have like that moment. You know, we start the episode and he's sitting there, he's twitching. And he just obviously just fucking killed that guy. He's covered in blood, but he recovers from it immediately. And he's back to just being Rick. Like, and that's really the culmination of the you can come and, back. So Yeah, and it's also shown that he's really grown as a character since really the beginning because season one Rick would have been scared out of his mind that he did that and probably would have like gone to a fetal position. Season two Rick would have done that, but he would have just spent the rest of the season brooding and never getting out of it. Season three Rick would have brooded right until the end. Where he would have need, like needed to get out of it. Well, season, season, four, th- season Rick, three, Rick would have also pissed down their necks. Yeah, and season four, Rick was the one that was strong enough to say, "Okay, I can't keep dwelling on this anymore. Like, I can't, I can't do like go through this cycle yet again and let everything fall through my fingers." Yeah, I, and I, I have to say, I was, I was worried at first seeing them sit, sitting there, and then Daryl sauntering over is like, "Oh God, we're gonna get one of those Rick scenes." But it's like no, they like after four year after four seasons after four years. That's like this is finally fully fleshed out Rick. Like you said, he's comic book Rick now. Like he's kind of done with that. He's ready to, you know, he's not crazy Rick leading, but he he's he's everything he's learned and experienced so far melded into one. Yeah, and he's accepted his you know the the monstrous side that's been created in this world and. And he's accepted, you know, that he has to lead and he has to do these things. And there's time for other things. And then there's time to fucking kill people if you need to. As he did. Yeah. As Rick does a lot. So it was nice to see, you know, the full end of that arc. And and Andrew Lincoln's performance. I mean, what can what else can there be said at this point? The guy is Rick Grimes. He grew into that role so quickly, and at this point, it's just like, you can't think of the character without thinking of him. It's just so fun to watch him do stuff as Rick. Yeah. So now, I, I, I am really excited to kind of put that Rick away and have, you know, a determined, no more brooding kind of Rick. No more questioning if, itself. If Rick. they don't misstep it in Season 5, that is. Yeah, if they don't misstep it, you know, they... They have in the past with another character who will not be named. Uh, the name of this episode started with the first letter of her name. But, um, yeah, and even like Michonne, you know, and, uh, you know, the episode was almost about coming to grips with who you are. You know, Carl had to, you know, admitted to feeling like he's a monster inside because of the thoughts that he has. Yeah. He doesn't expound on those thoughts, Which is- but. Which I think was a really good statement on the fact that he's finally realizing just how messed up it was for him to kill that kid at the end of season three. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, I, I think almost he was kind of scared of Rick after that moment. But 
it, it almost played like he was more scared of himself than anything else. It was more like, like to me, it played out like I almost expected him to say like, "Well, at this point, what I can, what can I say to him?" Like it was more of an idea of he's not really afraid of his father; he's afraid of acknowledging it. Yeah, because he either knows it's not going to go anywhere, or he just doesn't want to comment it because he knows that it's something he's going through as well. Like it just horrible things happen to Carl on this episode. Carl is really. Talk about another character who's grown. Yeah, I, I'm glad they did something. They they, they were low-key with Carl in this episode. For I mean, obviously he went through a lot of shit, but his actual arc, you know, his arc culminated in the scene where he never had real dialogue and only Michonne talked. Yeah. And Michonne's arc closed yeah. there, which was an interesting way to do it, I think, tying them both in together, essentially. And Michonne, it's not like, it's not like they went to great lengths to redefine her character or anything like she's still very much the mystery katana woman it's just they're not keeping everything close to the chest anymore like yeah. they like they were to a comical degree at first yeah we we know her origin now and she's an actual character yeah but she still gets to be michonne that's what i like is that for rick it was turning from one thing into another thing for the good for carl it was turning from one thing to another thing for the good. And with Michonne, it was kind of making a slight step, but ultimately still being true to her. Yeah. And, you know, playing against Carl's, you know, what he's kind of going through. Yeah. Uh, Michonne admitted to essentially being a monster, but having to just be that. Yeah. You know, in some way. And then, but coming back from it. And it makes a lot of sense that Michonne would be like that way before Rick would ever be. Yeah. Even in the context of, like, the comic books. She always seems like a character who's, like, a thousand steps ahead of Rick in terms of development. Because she's just kind of accepted this world before he has. So it was nice to see the closing off of those arcs kind of one by one. Even Daryl's was subtle. And just Rick calling him brother was enough. Yeah. I The way that... Um, uh, Redis played that scene where he just he you could subtly see it on his face that that he was thinking of Merle for a second. Yeah. And just kind of letting that just letting that rest there and just kind of it meaning the world to him. Redis like, is so I, damn good. Yeah. Really I I can't think of a single actor in the season I haven't liked really. Guy who played Mitch? We don't talk about him. Okay. I like Mitch. God damn it. Um, yeah, so uh, obviously, obviously the highlight was the character arc and, and Rick going medieval on some dude's asses. And to be fair, it's like that was the focus. So I can't say it was a bad episode. It was yeah. just it was a good episode, a really good episode, just to really kind of. Well, we said the same thing about the season uh, three finale. Yeah. Where it was like, there's nothing wrong with that episode. It's as um, a finale. Retroactively, I've kind of realized more and more was wrong about that episode, just because you have like things like the governor just kind of walking away and then driving off. Yeah, and you have like just weird little moments here and there. And I've said this a bunch of times. Like season three is one of my favorite seasons of any show, but yeah, there were some. I still 
admit there were some shaky elements to a lot of the latter half of that season. Yeah, I mean, as a finale, the season three finale just doesn't really work. Yeah, you know, it it, it just doesn't really. And this one works better, I think, because at least with this, I'm more excited to see where it goes. With the other one, I was like, well, the governor is going to come back eventually, so that'll be exciting. But whenever that's going to be, I don't really care about the rest. Yeah. And they, and they, to their credit, made me care with the just the quality of season four. Yeah, the first half was essentially 3.5. Yeah. I mean, it was essentially fixing the problems with three. And the one thing I will say about this, the cliffhanger ending of season four is it was just like a lot of uh, a lot of episodes leading up to just that is kind of difficult i admit i was just a fair i was i was very disappointed in that regard where it was just like you know we get to terminus and then just kind of unwinds then ends and it's like come back next year for it's like well i did just watch like seven episodes of not a lot so it's like good episodes mostly mostly good episodes but you know it I felt like I I didn't proceed to watch a trailer at the end, yeah. which is disappointing. Yeah, I think the biggest trailer moment, in fact, was just the fact that they all stepped out and they were all fine. <laughs> I did a little cartoony, I gotta admit, but, you know. But, I will say, Bob was there. Bob is okay. That's all it's Bob, important. Bob, it... I- We're big fans of Bob here on the Pulping Dead. Um, also, I have to admit, like in the comics, like I've seen, I've seen the panel that, from where Rick's last line comes from, and it's not, it's not more badass in the comic because he says fucking, but it came off cheesy to me in the show. I think because of the about thirty second long dramatic pause yeah. that was taken. That was really unnecessary and ridiculous. So it looks like it's building up to something way better. Like, holy shit, that's going to be a mega tease. And no, nah, he just said that line. Yeah. That... And, and it was, and it, it didn't come off like a badass line. Like when, when Rick says it in the comic, he's got like a badass look. He's holding a gun. It's looks like he's going to just going to start ripping people's throats out left and right because he has a taste for blood now. In the show, it was just like, doll, we're all together now. Yeah. And it 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 was a that, it wasn't the best. That last right. line that was really kind of that left my own impression on me. To be honest, I was like, "Is there more?" And then they kept the credits. I was like, "Oh, yeah." It it was a lame moment to go out on. It, it would have been better if they had played it badass like it was, like it was supposed to be. But they just made it come across. They, they played it more cheesy, and it it didn't. It's also hard to be that way when they're forced into a dark. State a dark coach, car. and you don't know why. Yeah, like it's just kind of like it. It kind of takes the wind out of your sails when you have Rick complying with their demands, and then saying, "Oh, well, then they messed with the wrong people." It's like yeah. you just you just sauntered up to them under their own wishes. You're not really in a position to make that threat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like once again, if he just said it, if it was played as badass instead of you know doll kind of a moment. I think it would have I think it would have been a pretty good ending. Uh maybe maybe not so much to, you know see you in October kind of an ending, but cuz I think the cliffhanger there's no way to do that, but you know more badass once, and you, you once, go on. 
And once again, it's just about that moment where they, as characters, realize we're in the midst of cannibals. Yes, that exactly. It's, you it's don't not, know what the stakes are. Like I've seen a lot of people say, well, we don't need to know because we already know that they're cannibals. It's not about us knowing because we, we suspected that from yeah. last week's episode. Like the moment we saw them, we knew, oh, cannibals. It's about the characters and their horror, which wasn't really paid off at all. Because we don't, we're not even really sure if the captives know yet. Yeah, it, it all because we know doesn't make it play better. Yeah. Like you can know any number of things, it doesn't automatically mean it's going to play better because it's obviously something is missing. And I mean, I mean, can you imagine how that scene would play if we didn't know that they were cannibals? We would, I mean, we'd be trying to put that together, hints and all that, but it would just felt even weirder. At least yeah. we can imply what the stakes are. Yeah, really. The only way that could have happened is if the comics didn't exist. Yeah. And it would have been like, oh, well, well, what are they doing? Like, it would have been more confusing than anything. Yeah, I mean, I mean, put put your mind in somebody who, someone who watches the show, doesn't know anything about the comics, doesn't read up stuff online. Like, it's a casual viewer of The Walking Dead, and the show ends for them of with the group inside of a, you know, a train car. Because these people shot them and told them they go into a train car. Yeah. And there was people yelling and chipping crates and stuff. Yeah, but they also shot at their feet, so they didn't want them dead for some reason. Yeah. Like, it would just be more confusing and odd. And there's, like, why are they focusing on plates? Yeah. And... Like, why is is there a ritual room? Why is there this? And, like, why do they take the watch and the poncho and... And, uh, Why they keep the others alive? Like all, all these different questions. Yeah, and, and there was a lot of cool imagery, like the weird worship room thing with the names on the ground and the we always and the fucking candles. I don't know what the fuck was going on there. I like how creepy that was, but it's like after that they needed there needed to be a moment, you know, where you get some kind of idea that even if you don't get a moment where you know one hundred percent these people are cannibals. But you see something fucking horrifying. Just in, just enough to shake them. Yeah. Like enough to just kind of make it seem like they're not so much relieved to be together. It's them realizing that they are in a situation way worse than they thought it was. That this, like, yeah, you need to know the situation that's going on. You, you know, other than that, that there's just people shooting at them. We've seen that before. And it's interesting, you know, especially, you know, Rick played out the the trap thing earlier when they were trying to catch the rabbit. And he was showing Carl and Michonne, you know, how to catch food. And, you know, you siphon them in and they fall right into the trap. And that's all that was happening at Terminus. They were siphoning them around using the guns and then got into the train car. And but you just don't know, you know, you, you can pick up all lines. You can dissect things. You see the blood, you know, you see the skeletons. The weird fucking room, you, you know, the the food on the grill. You, but the show the show is letting you do that without saying you're right. Yeah, like, it's just kind of letting you guess and keep guessing until October. But and the thing is, they're letting the audience guess. Yeah, and it's like that's not like the thing is storytelling usually has to have a payoff for an audience. It can't just let you come to your own conclusions. And then never 
pay off. Like unless it's a, it's unless it's something that's intentionally designed to be that way. Yeah. And can really pull it off. That's really like, like the end of Inception, for instance. Yeah. Or the end of like, or even the premise entirely of like Taxi Driver or Blade Runner or something like that. Yeah, exactly. The but, idea of doing that with this type of story is odd. And the thing is, it would work perfectly, all the hints and all that, if this was not the season finale. Yeah. Because you have to, you know, we have till October to wait. You need to go on a strong, you have to know what the stakes are to then follow through with that cliffhanger ending. A cliffhanger ending doesn't work if you don't know what the stakes are. They're just in a, they're just locked in the thing with evil people outside. But can you, can you imagine how amazing it would have been to have one more episode this season and have Rick and the rest of them start off on this mission to escape Terminus and go out confident that they're going to win, essentially get taken at every turn and end on Rick discovering that, oh, not only are they evil, they're going to eat us. And that being the end of the season. Uh, it's just, you know, good episode, and I would say it's almost a good finale. It just, it's missing that, it's missing some elements Yeah, that I think would just make it a stronger go-home episode. And, you know, it just feels like they got corralled into there, and, I mean, yeah, you can fill in the blanks, and, I mean, we could fill in the blanks without getting the hints. And there is some fucked up stuff, like the people yelling for help and all that, and all kind of, like, seeing the tarp and stuff, and they're looking. They're, but the, the characters are confused, and you can feel that they don't know what's going on. There's not that great moment of imagery of seeing something where the realization of cannibals is there to then end that cliffhanger on. Yeah. So you can't do, you know, cut to black, see you in October, and then not know what the, you know, just not what it is. Instead, it just feels hollow. Yeah. And it's like, it's still... Once again, I think I said this, but it's still a better finale than season three. Definitely. But it's like, I can't say it's a better finale than season two's finale or season one. It, it's a mid-season finale. I mean, that's what it is. It's in almost, the mid in the mid-season finale was a season finale. It's yeah. Like, it's like season three's got them like all warped up because... Like the mid-season finale is a perfect example of paying something off. It would be like if the mid-season finale ended as the tank was coming up and then just had like the next episode when they came back was just like the aftermath. Yeah. And then we just saw flashbacks. It's like, we, we get that the governor attacked and there was a fight. It's like, it's not as if we didn't get that. It's not as if we were confused because we thought something else was happening or, or whatever. It's like, no, we, we completely understand. It's just, it's less impactful. Yeah. And, you know, I, I I really love this episode as an episode. And even as a finale, I, I like it. It just, you know, there, there is a difference now between mid-season and season finale. And this did feel like a mid-season finale. You know, there's not that, you know, it feels like the mid-season premiere was the beginning of season five. And this is the middle of season five. And it's going to be in this weird cycle. Hopefully they get back on track. But just it's. You know, I, I think it's hurt also just because of the build-up to it. You know, there was no real anything going on, really. So the only thing anybody had to hold on to was what the fuck Terminus was. Yeah. And and from there, it's like you can naturally build off the character moments. 
Yeah. But then you get to Terminus and, you know, you get to Terminus halfway, you know, towards the end of this episode and you don't have the definitive answer of it's a cannibal camp. You know, you get that there's some fucked up shit going on and I don't know what the fuck's going on. But we have to get out of here. It also just feels weird because it's like it's only really a couple of the groups meeting up and then there's one group still out there and then we don't really know what happened to Beth. Yeah, they just forgotten about Beth. It's it's weird almost how that was it's never even been really stated that Beth was kidnapped or taken. Like Daryl just never even never brought it up, never just moved on. Yeah. For all we know, like she's in Alexandria. Yeah, it's like let's see if Maggie even asked about her next next time when we see her. I'm pretty sure Maggie has just forgotten she has a sister at this point. It's weird. You know, we're, we're, I mean, we're ragging on one thing in the episode, but it's just kind of a... It's, it's a, a definitive thing. thing. Yeah, it's it's kind of important. Because I, I have to admit, I was disappointed when the episode ended, because it was just like, you know... Yeah, you're waiting for something and it never, never came. Yeah, you know, you do the you do the slow build-up, so you expect this big boom at the end, but boom didn't exactly come. Not even necessarily a boom, just... Something. Yeah. And just a, a strong chord to hit. And it just didn't really hit it. You know, we we're kind of expected to... It hit an awkward note. An awkward honest. note, yeah. Um, I think it's even more frustrating because, like, we know they're cannibals, but we have to wait for them to find out next season. Yeah, that's going to be weird. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's weird. Uh, I like Gareth, the character of Gareth. I guess he's the, the remixed leader of the cannibals. Uh, I, I thought he actually was going to be a good villain. I kind of liked his calm demeanor. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. I have to say, I, I really hope we're not going to be spending half a season at, at Terminus. I'm not even sure how that will plan out, considering they plan to just eat everybody. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be like a two-episode arc, and then they move on. Or like four episodes at max, just yeah. because... You also have the problem of getting Tyrese and Carol there. Yeah. And, you know, we get some hints about some things. You know, Rick buried that you know, thing of guns outside the fence. Yeah. Rick being smart. I also like how fucking quickly Rick figured out something was wrong. I I did like the fact that Rick is just – he's intuitive at this point. He's he's not being dumb. Like, he's, he's done a lot of dumb moments throughout the series. And for once, it feels like, oh, that detective part of him is kicking in. Like, he's a cop again. Yeah. Dusting for prints and things. <laughs> Stuff and things. Thanks. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, I, I, it was good. It, it was a very good episode. It just, I, I think maybe if you took in the breadth of the second half of the season, it's diminished some. Yeah. Um, but Added if you, on top of the fact that it just ended. Yeah. And then if you look at it as just the season finale, it's it's difficult. Yeah. So I mean, let's. I, I just hope they're not going to try to drag it out to a full half season next year. Uh, My worry is that they do exactly what we were talking about with the mid season finale, which is that's the big have yes. them realize it was cannibals between seasons. Yeah, it's entirely possible. I wouldn't be surprised about that. And that would be. Which would be stupid, because, I mean, you, you don't want to be robbed of that moment of the character realization. Yeah. 
of the situation they're in, because then it's like they're just talking about matter of factly that we're you know we're truck stuck in a cannibal camp. I mean, it's entirely possible we'll start the next season with some kind of weird montage of them eating people. And I assume these cannibals are. I think this is how they were like in the comics, and this is how it's like in the uh, the road and stuff like that, which is they don't kill people and then eat them. You know, they harvest their body parts as they need it and divvy out the food. So, I mean, it's entirely possible to end up cutting off Rick's hand, but that'll never happen. It's interesting to think about, though. So, I don't know. Uh, I, I have my worries about next season, because I really thought this episode was going to be the discovery and then end of Terminus in one yeah. episode. Uh, the guy who plays Gareth has already been promoted to a series regular. Saying that, so was David Morrissey, and he was around for four episodes. So, Yeah. Um, I didn't... I have to say, I didn't think it would be the end of Terminus because I felt that would have been a little quick. But I am wondering now, like, okay, what's the actual length of this going to be? Yeah. I mean, how can you even, like, stretch that out? I mean... And it also brings back the point of, like, okay, what then is Alexandra still a thing or is this kind of the stand-in? I mean, I'm pretty sure Alexandra is still a thing. I mean, I, obviously, they're still planning to go to D.C. after this is all over. Yeah. Uh, I would not be surprised if Alexandria was the season five finale, but I would like them to be going on their way to DC long before the mid-season finale of season five. Yeah, I don't want a repeat of them on the road. No, and I, I would like to see this this thing be taken on the road as long as they're just not on back roads and dirt roads and woods. And not for an entire half of the season. Can, can I bitch about something real quick because we haven't done that enough? Fucking... There was more commercial breaks in this episode of Walking Dead than there ever have been. This episode was actually two minutes longer than usually is due to commercial breaks. But we got trailers. We did get trailers. I, I will. Yeah, I, we did get trailers. We did get you know uh, Don the Planet of the Apes and stuff. That was cool. But here's my thing: if we're gonna sit through this many goddamn trailers, up the fucking budget of the show. I said this last week. Up the budget of the goddamn show. You're obviously making a shit ton of money from it. You know, I mean, I, did you see the fact that it broke a ton of records? Tons. It breaks records every goddamn year. Now that they're you know selling all the commercial rights, like it's the fucking Super Bowl. And like, I'm not saying like you know the show's not expensive already. We you know we see huge hordes of zombies and all this stuff. They have to apocalyze fucking everything. I don't want to see woods and countryside anymore. Not on a regular basis. It's tiresome. But we're, we're getting into it. Yeah, the I, I just, point from last week. I know. I just had to get that out there because the fucking commercial breaks were so crazy. <sighs> it was just annoying. But, yeah, so that was, that's A. And that is, in fact, season four of The Walking Dead. And this has been The Pulping Dead. And I suppose we will see you folks again in October. They mess with the wrong people.